Hey, hey, hey! Hi there! My name is Lee Jackson. My game is watches. I am America's finest watchman. And hopefully your friend and guide in the wonderful world of watches. Isn't it exciting? Aren't we having fun? Yes, we are. Whether you like it or not, we're having fun. Beat you over the head till we have fun. Yay! Okay, so um, we were talking about watch straps and bands and stuff. And I was talking about Crocodile. I talked about Lizard. I started to talk about, started to talk about Stingray, which I really like. I like the way it feels. It's a heavier material. When it's polished, it's real soft. When it's not polished, it's rougher. I like the rougher part. I have both, but I like the rougher and it's harder to find the rough, unfinished, unpolished ones now. Everybody wants the polished. And if you look at some of these expensive brands, they put these watches on when they leave the factory when you buy them new and they're very expensive to replace, like two, three hundred bucks. You can get nice Stingray bands for, I don't know, 30 to $50 if you shop, you're careful. And again, Vietnam's a great place to get this kind of stuff. I don't know what it is, but they do great workmanship. They do ex excellent bands. Excellent, excellent, excellent bands. So those are fantastic, and they come in different colors. So that's another thing is how do you want your watch to look? Do you want it to be bright? You know, if you have a blue watch, do you want a blue dial? Do you want a blue strap? Do you want it to be bright blue, dark blue? Do you want it to have stitching? That's another thing we didn't talk about last episode, but I will now, is Breitling started this thing where they give you a crocodile-looking band, a real croc band, and it has white stitching along the sides, and it's a really good look. So now they have watch bands you can buy with different colors of stitching, white, and red, and black, On depends on what color. So you can buy like a colored a band, let's say a black band, with different colors of stitching. And do you want it to look to match the watch? Do you want to match the dot? What do you want? To, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, one of the things that I think about is the whole package of the, the watch and the band and the buckle. How does it all look? And I fret about that stuff. I mean, I'll get a watch and I'll change the bands on it a bunch of times till I find what I really think looks good. Like on my Rolex that I've been telling you about that I'm redoing my gold Rolex. I have changed bands on that thing. Gotta be 10 times different kinds of bands. I tried black. I tried blue. I tried um, light blue, beige. Now I have like a, um, like a honey brown on it, which is very, it softens the look of the watch, but it's harder to see. And that's another thing that we should talk about. And that is what color of a band do you want to put on your watch? Say you have a regular gold watch or stainless. What color looks good? Remember, the brighter you go, the more the band's going to stand out, not so much the watch. So if you put black, because that's what everybody does, they put black. When I watch movies and stuff, I'll look at someone and see what they're wearing if they're wearing a watch. And a lot of times it's a metal band. But if it has a strap, what color is the strap? How does it look? Black is very harsh looking. It stands out. You can't miss a black band on your arm. It really stands out. The other color is brown, which looks kind of more blah. Now, what I used to like in the old days to put on my watches was a burgundy band, or cordovan, they called it, which was a dark, dark red. I thought that was a very nice look. But does it match what you're also wearing? If you're wearing all brown, a red band, a you know, dark crimson color, real dark, 
that looks okay. Does a black it can, you know, once you start getting into this, you start dissecting this whole thing, you become more specialized. I want to wear this watch with this outfit, this watch with this color, you know, this band and so on. And believe it or not, I think, just my opinion, of course, it makes a difference. It makes it look better or not better. So I kind of stay away from just black bands unless like I have a diver's watch with a, when you have a black dial in my book, this is just my dumb opinion. You should wear a black band. I see a lot of black dial watches where they put a honey colored band on. It doesn't look bad. It's just, I don't think it's a great look. I think it looks better with black on black. So when I get a black dial watch, it really limits what I can do with it. Because for me, uh, I'm only going to put a black band on it. I'm not going to put another color, maybe a blue, but you know, blue doesn't look great on a watch band unless you've got the right watch for it. Like I have a Paralite has a beautiful kind of a dark blue dial metallic and I have a dark blue um, stingray band on it. It is a killer combo. Looks great together. Really good. Uh, another thing you got to think about is, do you want a matte finish or do you want a shiny finish? Because you can find both. You got to be very careful what you get, because again, I've said it, you can't return it if you don't like the color. So you got to make your decisions. And I think these things out, just like I thought about the color on the dial, it, you know, I could think for a week on it, different colors pop into my head and I think about it for a while. And then I go to something else and say, well, you know, I think of all angles when I'm trying to decide a color combo. So what do you put on a watch? You know, if you really want a gold watch to stand out, you put a black strap on it. It does. It makes the watch pop. There's no two ways about it, especially a yellow or a rose, rose gold. Black looks really good. Yellow gold, not as crazy about a black band on, even though I do it. I'm not as crazy. Uh, look at people's arms. That's one of the things I always do is when I'm walking around in crowds and stuff, I will look at what watches people are wearing. So I'm watching you. I'm looking. I want to know what do you have? What kind of a watch? And you can't stop someone and say, hey, excuse me, let me see your watch. Can't do that. You can only kind of sneak a glance without looking ridiculously, um, you know, people seeing what you're doing. You got to kind of be cool about it and not let everybody know what you're doing. You look like a geek. You know, what are you looking at my watch for? Don't think you're looking at something else and slap you on the face. And I do look at women's. I do look at men's watches. To me, that's something that tells me about a person. I'm sure a lot of you have never thought about this before, but people judge you how you look. Somebody once said to me, the first thing people look at is your shoes. And if you have lousy shoes on, they're going to think you're not a quality person. And that does make sense. But the first thing I look at usually when someone's coming toward me is their watch. What do they have on? Is it a mass market watch? Is it a cheap watch? I can tell far away as I'm walking closer, is it a good quality? I can't always tell what it is. If it's a Rolex, yes. If it's a Seiko, probably. But most watch, I mean, there's so many brands. But I can just look and see, is that a good watch or just an okay mass market watch? Or a really, really good watch? You can tell. The way it sits on the wrist the quality, the way it shows. Yeah, I can tell. And I look at that stuff and I will judge people by that. All right, I, I shouldn't, but I do. So those of you that buy these cheap crapped out watches, we're watching you. We're looking. We look at what you wear. So I think it's important that you want to put on a good appearance. You want to have, you want to look decent. You want to put on a nice watch. Remember, men don't wear tons of jewelry. They really don't. They wear a wedding ring and a watch. 
Sometimes they'll wear a, a, a necklace. Sometimes, not always. Like I only wear my watch and a ring. That's it. So you want men, that's the nicest thing you're going to wear. Now, women, they have tons of stuff. They have bracelets and they have rings and they have pendants and all kinds of brooches. You name it, they've got it. We men don't do that. Maybe some of you do. You're a little flamboyant for me, but most guys are pretty low key. And when you wear an inexpensive mass market watch, to me, I just look at you and go, here's a person that didn't want to spend a little bit more money and get a decent watch. Because there are decent watches out there that are not real expensive. I mentioned Alpina. It's a very good brand for the money. I think their quality is excellent for the money. I mean, where do you get a watch like that and pay, you know, two, three hundred bucks for a fantastic watch that sells for a thousand or more brand new? It's not easy. Now you could go out and buy yourself an Invicta or something for 200 bucks. And what have you got? Not much because long-term that watch is not going to be there. I don't care what anybody says. The materials and the quality, you cannot possibly sell it for the kind of money they sell it for and put in something really great. It's just, it's impossible. I know what things cost. I know what movements cost. I know what all of it costs. And you're, you can get stuff that looks pretty good for what it is, but it won't hold up. So in my book, it's better to buy a little, reach up a little more quality. Like I talked to a buddy of mine and he said, oh, I bought this watch. It was a Steinar, that crappy stuff. Oh my God, Stein something, Stein. I can't remember it now. It's just junk. I mean, made in China, really junk. And they make them look fancy and they put the ads in the paper and say, oh, you know, we're copying a watch from 1940 that was this and that and it's sold for 10000 and we're giving it to you for $100. Um, yeah, uh-huh. Once I was, I was at a network where they forced me to sell some of these things and they were total crap. Half of them didn't run. They're just, there's no quality control. It's, you know, you get what you pay for. If you want to replace your watch every year or two, great. But why would you want to do that if you could spend a little bit more and get a much better watch that will last you a long time? Okay, enough of me proselytizing. You don't want to do it? Don't do it. It's okay, but we are watching. I will tell you that. So let's go back to bands. So if you have like a watch that you want to be sportier and not dressier, go with a matte finish on the band. For example... I have a couple nice watches that have black dials and they didn't want to go with a shiny black band because it looks too dressy. I want it to be a little sportier. So I went matte finish black and boy, does that make a difference? See all these things you can think about what to do, what kind of buckle to put on it, what kind of band to put on it. All these things make a big difference. And the way it shows, especially if you're going to sell it at some point, you want it to look good. You want someone to want it, not someone to go, eh. You know, you don't want that. You want nice. So here's some of the other materials there are. Now, there used to be. I don't see it as much anymore because they're endangered species. They used to have elephant bands. Believe it or not, I'm not kidding. Real elephant skin that they put on a band. They were like so durable. They were amazing. And they look kind of like velour a little bit from afar. But when you got up close, they were hard and they're really tough. I loved elephant bands. They're very cool. They look kind of like the stingray but they're much tougher. Uh, shark is another really good one. And let's go back to elephant. Elephant used to come in different shades. It's, it's not shiny. It's all matte. Different. You could get different colors. It was very long lasting. Another one, good one is shark. 
shark skin, especially if you have like a skin diver type watch or something like that, they look great. They're padded. That's another one we didn't talk about is padding versus not padding on bands. So let's go quickly touch on that. Do you like your band to be flat? Most people don't. Most people like a puffy kind of band and they call it padded and they put something inside that kind of pops up the top a little bit. So it has some depth to it. It's not flat. And that's what I like. I don't like the flat ones either. That's what they used to wear years ago. Now most bands are padded, but that's something you got to look out for padded or not padded. There's also short bands because some people have small wrists and some people have very long wrists. So there's long bands. Don't get fooled into buying a short band if you have a regular wrist or a long band because it's going to be either too short or too long on your wrist. And I know you're going to go, who cares? You will. I promise. It can drive you completely loco. So you got to look at that stuff. Uh, where is the band made? Most bands these days are coming out of China, but the quality is who makes it. Because, you know, you can have a good company in China making it, or you can have qualifications for it being made in China. It's got to be up to the standard. So when you get a bad band, keep it in your mind. Don't buy from that company anymore or that brand. And I don't want to get on here and mention the bad ones because there's a bunch. Um, but when you see bands, I'll tell you, as a matter of fact, I will tell you some of the ones. There's a company called IW. Mm, not so great. Their better bands are okay, but not great. They're like a step down on their quality. I told you I used to buy Bandit. Those were excellent. I'll tell you another good one, but you pay through the nose is De Beers. And no, it's not the same De Beers as um, the Diamond Company. This is a guy named Leo De Beers. Uh, I used to see him a lot around. And his bands are always good quality. Very nice. But they're expensive. And when they say Croco, they're usually Croco grain, which we talked about in another episode, which is not crocodile. It's regular calfskin that's been grained to look like crocodile. And if you have uh, a sport watch, it's fine. But if you have a dress watch, it doesn't feel so good on there. I don't know why, but they just don't feel the same. They last. They're okay in that regard, but they're not as good uh, looking as a regular crocodile band. You want a real crocodile band if you have an expensive, nice watch. The cheaper bands, they just don't look that good. But if you put it on a Breitling or on a Chronograph, the other ones are fine. They're absolutely fine. But be careful what you're buying. Okay, so we need to take a break here, believe it or not. I know yeah, I have so much fun talking to you guys. This is just too much fun. I don't know what to do. I have so much fun. So let's take a break. The fun will begin again in about 10 seconds or 30 seconds. our break Shh, quiet music Shh, i'm talking here i'm talking what do you want from me you know just one poor guy and i'm spilling my guts to you guys i mean i'm giving you tips that took me 30 to 50 years to figure out and nobody helped me i had to figure it out on my own all this stuff and i did it because i did so many dials and so many cases and fixed so much stuff and sold so much stuff that I pretty much got the bug and know exactly, you know, I think about all this stuff all the time. It drives me bananas, but I enjoy it too at the same time. So we were talking about bands. I was talking about Croco and I talked about alligator. I said they have these alligator leg bands that are much more rugged looking. 
more looks kind of like a cross between lizard and alligator. I like them. They're really different, but they're like, they stick up. Like you have like grain that sticks up like a real, I don't know how to describe it, but they're very cool. Okay. So we talked about that. We talked about alligator. There's another one I think you can still get, and that's beaver tail, believe it or not. And I love these exotic bands. I think they're cool, but the beaver tail one has a design to it. That's kind of like a French braid on the back of a woman's hair, kind of like that. So it wouldn't go so great on a dress watch. It would go better on a sportier watch. And when I bring this stuff up, um, they make them in different colors. Just because I talk about like beaver tail, they make them in black and uh, honey color and all that. They're nice. They're different. I haven't bought one, but they're cool looking, but I haven't really had the watch to, that I thought it would look really good on. So I see them. Um, I also, Elephant came back for a while. I hadn't seen Elephant in 20 years. It came back, there was a guy in Texas making it. And I bought a couple that are really nice. Uh, again, Elephant is a really interesting material because it really lasts. It doesn't, uh, not like Crocodile. Because remember when you make a band, the, the Crocodile or the Lizard, it's a thin, like a veneer on top. It's not like the whole thing is you know, gigantic made from crocodile. It's not that much that's really there. It's the top of the damn thing. The bottom is usually calfskin or suede or something like that. So we talked about elephant. We talked about beaver tail. There's also, believe it or not, chicken skin. They had a crazy French name for it. Um, it's a design. It looks like lizard and it's chicken skin. And those you don't see anymore either. It'll come to me the name some weird name that you didn't know. Then they have pigskin, which looks kind of plain. Um, again, all in different colors. Another one I really like, and I'll tell you some of these interesting ones, is they have one toad, T-O-A-D, like frog. And I'm wearing one right now. It's a very interesting, kind of looks like shark almost. It's good for a diving watch. It looks really cool. And they're still available. I've seen them around, these toad bands. But again, these are more for sportier watches, not for dress. For dress, you got to wear something that looks a little more dressy, like the Stingray looks nice, Croc, Lizard, that kind of thing. But these are oddball things that I've seen and used. Um, let me think of what else. They had fish scales. What the hell did they call it? I don't know. They had these fish scale bands. Uh, oh, python bands made from python snake. I'm not crazy about them because the colors are too bright on those. Usually they're like multicolor and, you know, almost electric looking. And I don't know, for some reason, the Python ones don't do it or eel skin don't do it for me at all. I like these interesting ones, but not all of them. Uh, what else did they have? I guess I'm done talking. I'm <clears throat> talking about it because I don't remember what else they had. Although some will pop into my head. I'm sure the pigskin ones they had. They have all kinds of uh, calf skin, which is cow leather. And I'll tell you ones I saw that were interesting. They have patterns that are stamped or burned into the leather, which I find interesting. Like they have these Western style bands that have like Western motif and stamped right into the leather. It's a very cool look. But again, got to have the right application. You can't just put it on anything because it's going to look like hell. Then they have these add-on uh, like gold bands, like on these um, nugget bracelets, things like that. You can buy these pieces that are made of gold and they look like nuggety on the outside and they fit on like a regular watch band. 
they have those you can add on. I mean, if that's your thing, you like that tricolor gold or you like a nugget look, you can add that on. Oh, they got a million add-on bracelets. I just bought another one the other day for my for a watch that I have that I wasn't crazy about the band. And if you look carefully on these bands, you can get a really nice replacement band. Um, they had one that was for a Tissot, and they had the exact model. And they said, oh, it fits this Tissot exactly. And it's not a Tissot band. It's made by, I don't know. So I ended up <clears throat> liking it, excuse me. I liked the way it looked. It looked similar to the band that really came with the watch I'm trying to find a band for. And if you're going to ask the, the smart question, why don't you just buy the real band? Because people want just too much for the replacement bands. You know, the band, the, the whole watch didn't cost me what they want for the band. So I'm always on the lookout for the real band. But a lot of times you got to be really careful. They made bands in different widths and different lengths. And if you get the wrong size, it won't fit the watch. And when they have those, <clears throat> excuse me, curved end pieces on the end, you got to make sure that fits. Now, the band I bought, the curved end piece kind of creeps up the side of the watch, so the ends are sticking out. So I've got to get in there and take it apart, and I'm going to have to grind down the end a little bit to make it fit and look better because it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but the end pieces, the curved part is too tall for the watch. In other words, it's too far in. That's another problem you come up with with replacing bands is, is it going to fit my watch? And I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about the end pieces. Are they going to fit properly on this watch? Because think about it. There, It's a fixed end piece. It has a hole drilled through it, and it's in one spot. And what fits one watch may not fit your watch. So one of the tricks that I, that I can do and you can do is you can get what's called bent pins. So the pins, let's talk about pins. Pins are actually spring bars. It's a little piece of metal that telescopes on both sides with a spring inside that keeps it always tension pushing out. You can push them in. Putting them on sometimes can be a big time pain in the ass. I mean, big time. You got to be very careful, very slow. Can't get in a hurry. Can't get excited. I mean, I put... I've tried to put end pieces on bands. It's taken me 10, 20 times to do it, especially if it doesn't fit right because you, you've got everything there and it won't go in the holes. There are two little holes on the end of your watch inside the lugs, and that's where the band goes. Uh, now, I have bought watches. You have to also be cognizant of the width of the band. They're in millimeters. I don't care if it's metal. I don't care if it's a strap. They all have millimeter numbers, and you need to know what the proper number is for your watch. Now, let's say your watch has an 18 millimeter, or let's go higher, 20 millimeter lugs. That means it takes a 20 millimeter width band, and you put on an 18 or a 19. And it doesn't look that bad. You don't see much of a space in there. Why would I tell you, do not do that under any circumstances? Because... If there's play in the band, and I'm talking about the end where the pins go into the watch, if there's a space there, what can happen is your watch strap can hook onto the pin and put pressure on it, and it opens up and bango, the band comes off and you lose the watch. I've had this happen. I haven't lost them, but I've had them hanging on my wrist before. So like if you hook your band on something, you're passing by a drawer or something and your band gets hooked and twists a little bit, it can pop off. If you have the right P 
pins, not so much. So that's really important. Now you can go up a millimeter. That won't hurt it. But what you have to do is squeeze it in like a 21 millimeter into a 20. Doesn't sound like much until you go try to do it. And then you'll see what I mean. It's not as easy, but it will be okay if you go up one millimeter or even two, if you could squeeze it up. I say one, you know, because what if you have a band that you absolutely love, a 21 millimeter band and your watch is only 20? Yes, you can put it on there. Yes, you can squeeze it. Do not cut it because I've done that. I've tried to trim it down and it never works. It's better to squeeze it on. Also, uh, you can buy replacement pins. You want to go a little bigger if you can fit it in there because it'll be a better fit for your watch. It will put more pressure on the watch and the pins and not come out if you put, say, a pin that says 21 and a 20 millimeter uh, lug. But you got to see if it'll fit because sometimes they don't. You have to fit the right pin um, for the right, right watch. Now, pins are inexpensive to buy. You can buy a whole set of different pins for, I don't know, under 10 bucks. So I would recommend that. Pin tools are available. It's kind of like a little claw that you grab onto the pin and pull it down. You push the telescoping part in and you pull out and the band comes right off. Easier said than done. The hardest bands to put on and even take off are Rolex pans because they fit so good that it's hard to get in there and get that pin in. Um, it's not like a strap. When you have a metal band, especially with the curved end piece, it's very hard to fit it. I mean, even for someone like me that's done it a million times, it's a pair. It's a pain in the butt. But I don't give up. I always get it. And you can even use a bent pin, too. You can bend the pin to be like a U-shaped, and that sometimes will give you more room because if your pin doesn't fit, a lot of times, like I said, you buy these metal bands and they're not really made for your watch and the holes don't line up to your holes. You can bend the pin and in every circumstance I've ever had that, the bent pins work. So keep that in mind. You can buy them bent already. Or you can bend them yourself. You got to be very careful because they break. So you got to be careful when you bend them. But you can buy them already bent. I've done it and they're nice. So that helps. All of it helps to make you happy. Happy, happy, happy. So we talked about putting on replacement bands. I'm trying to think if there's any other materials. I mean, there's other materials. There's real shiny stuff that I've seen. There's plastics, there's cloth. I stay away from all that stuff. It's all junky in my book. Um, I don't like any of those cheap bands. I mean, you go on uh, some of these websites, you see bands for two, $3, they're total crap. And you, you know, you put a lot of money into a watch. Do you want to lose it? Cause you bought some cheap ass band that falls apart or breaks or the pin comes out? I don't think so. You want to make sure you have it put together properly. You don't want it to fall apart. You don't want it to come apart. None of the above. You want it to work and work well. Now, what else have I left out? I know I'm going to kick myself right in the ass when I get off and finish this episode and say, oh, now I remember. So I'll remember for next time. Um, but there's lots of different bands you can get. And it's always fun to look. You put in, if you're going online, you put in the millimeters first of the band you're looking for, like 19 millimeter watch strap, 19 millimeter stainless steel watch band. And you can interchange the word strap and band and you'll get different results, believe it or not. Um, you also, when you put in watch band, like a metal band, you got to really look through all the posts because a lot of them are going to be these cheap ones out of China. And when you buy out of China, 
be prepared to wait because China can take a month or two to get here. So if you're in a hurry and you want something quick, um, you got to look at, are they in the U.S.? Are they out? And also you got to look at everybody's feedback and see what they say about these people because you don't want to get started with bad people because it's a pain in the butt. Especially if you're not a bad person, you pay. You do what you're supposed to do. You don't want to deal with these yo-yos. So it's very important to look at that stuff. And when people start lecturing me, I don't say anything. I just, I don't care. You know, like the guy I told you about who had this watch I was bidding on. He's telling me what it should be. What does he know? Who's he? You know, some yo-yo. Now he's a genius. Now now he's an expert. Come on. I didn't want to say anything. I just didn't say anything. Not worth it. Why do I want to get started, you know, in a, in a pissing contest with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing anyhow? I've been doing this for almost 50 years. I think I know a little bit. Plus, I'm giving you all my knowledge of things that you normally would not know, and you'd have to learn the hard way. So let's go over widths. Um, most watches are going to be, men's watches are going to be 18 millimeters and up. Now, the new standard, women like bigger watches, so the standard's gone up. Men's watches now are really 19 and up. Um, they used to be, in the old days, 15 millimeters, 16 millimeters, 17 millimeters, 18 millimeters. My book was 18 was really the bottom. Anything below that is iffy. And if you get an old watch, especially vintage, ask what's the what's the millimeters of the lugs? Because what if it's 15 and you got to put a band on that looks like a woman's band? You're not going to be happy with a really skinny strap. It doesn't look good. My minimum used to be 16. Now it's 18. I won't touch anything below that. It just doesn't look good. Okay, so I think we're coming to the end of the line here. I'm going to miss you all, man. I'm really going to miss you all. But duty calleth. Have a great day, Lee Jackson, America's Finest.